And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool here on Blaze Podcast Network. My name is Cam Edwards. I am joined, as I uh, almost always am, by the lovely and talented Miss E. Hello. Hello. I need like an entrance catchphrase like Ed McMahon used to do the yo-ho when he came in. I don't know. I need something. Hey-o! Yeah, well, that right. one. I guess that's what he did. You could Hey-o. do, uh, yeah, Heidi-ho neighbor's already been taken. Yeah, I can't do Heidi-ho. Um, hi, everybody. But uh, no, that, that's already been taken too, right? I'm sure there's somebody in hee-haw who said that already. Uh... So I don't know. I got to come up with some sort of entrance phrase. I'm like, I, mean, I, I go out with make stuff, but right. But you, can't you need start to, off with, or I guess we right, What did you make? Like then now, now I'm. I start but then off that's with like a, a question. Right. Right. What did you make? <laughs> yeah, right. What you did you make? Do. Did you make something already? Have you been busy? Because you've been home. You should have been doing something. You should be YouTubing <laughs> the how to learn a new skill thing. Because crocheting and knitting is a post-apocalyptic life skill because you can learn how to make nets. And shopping bags, and and you know little snares, mm-hmm. and you know rope uh-huh. to catch yeah. and tie up things. Yeah. So there okay. you go. Okay. All right. So every week we'll come I in and you'll just nag people no, to make a certain I, thing. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm but I'm just saying. I don't like, think that's I can't very start off with nag. So no. No. I gotta come. I gotta come up with a. Hey, sugar pigs. No. That. No. Uh, no. <laughs> Sounds too much like Paula Dean. I don't want to steal her stuff. I'm always like. Did you butter? You know, like, I don't know. You, like, you, I, well, I guess if this is 40 Acres and a Fool, you could, uh, you know, just say hello to fools out there. Hello. Hey, all you fools. Hey, fool. Hey, fool. Hey, fool. There you go. Sounds like I'm talking to you. You're like, hey, I'm Cam Edwards, and I say, hey, fool, and now. That's true. I mean, it'd be see, a good, well, I mean, it could still be a good, you know, intro phrase. I guess so. I could say, hey, fool. And then I just say, I don't know, and I have to come up with a smart-ass response. So. But see, then, then, it all, then it starts off contentious again, so I, I don't know. want to start that. I don't know what else. Just, right. I'll just start off with nothing like I have been just <laughs> chiming in and starting off with my random Hello. stuff. Hello. Right. There. Sometimes, you know, you? it's the simple stuff that's the best. Yeah, right? Hey there. I think we may uh, both be a little stir-crazy because uh, it has been raining nonstop for close to a week we had a good weekend but then starting on monday it began pouring and yeah, it really has just continued much during our waking hours a steady rain uh and so we this is the most we've been confined to the inside right probably for the past two and a half months we've at least been able to you know we haven't been able to go anywhere we can go for a walk we can you know get out and enjoy the fresh air whereas uh, this week uh, poor Zelda, I think, is taking it the hardest. She has been losing her ever-loving mind because she's not been able to go out and play. Yeah. So she's, you know, randomly accosting Bullet and uh, trying to play in the living room. And when you have, like, two dogs that weigh the equivalent of... I mean, probably they're about 250 pounds together. Yes, totally, because he was 125 at last check, and she was 92, I think. Yeah, so, so yeah. they're pretty close to 250, and they're wrestling, <laughs> you know, on these on these centuries old floors i'm a little uh nervous about that yeah, you know well, the floor's not going to go out from underneath them they're pretty solid century old floors i looked at our kitchen well that was under bad you know that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't that, that the uh the living room area is older than the adult by far kitchen yes. so i'm pretty sure those floors other than that weird cutout that must have been either fire damage or some mm-hmm. sort of maybe there was something some output from the stove like one of those portable right. ovens that came out from the fireplace um 
if you look at the floor, most of the boards run the entire length. Of oh, the I know room. how. I, you're not making me feel better. I know. Old. 17 feet long. They were probably milled here yeah. on the property. I old. Know. I know. So, that doesn't necessarily make me feel better about their sturdiness because everything wrestling. fails at some point, oh, yeah. especially under you know these pressure. But yes, in our in our living room, we have these really old pine floors. Yeah. Uh, but there's this. I mean, he's right. There's this really weird cutout, and it's not oak. even a square. No, it's an oak patch with weird flanges. Yeah, it's very strange. I yeah. would love to know. Like we sometimes talk about, wouldn't it be cool to be able to travel back in time, even if you just stayed in one spot and just look at this house and be able to wander the property over the years and you know stop and rewind a little bit like i would love to know there are so many little quirks about the house and that's one of them like okay why yeah. is that there yeah you know like up in um kid five's bedroom where her bed is there is a cutout so there that's where the stairs must have come up before the whole wing was put on oh okay our bedroom and kid four's bedroom and those stairs were a wing that was added yeah and so the 1880s yeah so up on on a spot on her floor in her bedroom but they they matched the floor and the color so it's they tried to make it but it's a big floor you know stairwell sized hole in the floor (laughs) in her bedroom so yeah crazy right it is kind of crazy so yeah so we've been uh enjoying the indoors this week hopefully you've had a good week and maybe have been able to get out and and start to reopen i think uh, all 50 states have at least started to relax their rules uh here in virginia restaurants can open up for outdoor seating which has been just great this week as it's been pouring rain so they're all excited about that but uh, i did actually go out to a restaurant for lunch we'll talk about that later in the program um we still have no baby goats that's been a i guess probably the biggest no more new baby goats yeah Yeah. uh and that's probably been uh, i mean it's well it's been weird but it's also been a blessing because you know we've talked before about how it seems like they picked the worst time possible to yeah. actually give birth. And it wouldn't be this week, but no, every morning, no more babies. No more babies, and it should stop raining tomorrow about midday, Friday on midday. So, uh, yeah, I'm ready. I mean, because I thought Twilight would have gone almost a month ago. <coughs> As the, depending, Looking at the way she was starting to utter... Her udder was starting to fill up, and as wide as she's gotten, I'm very surprised. But I don't think there's any problems. She's not distraught. She's still, like, walking around and wilding, Oh, yeah, but no, yeah. I just... We she was one of the last to go in with Chico. Um, Fern was the first, but I don't think it took the first time around. Yeah. So I think everyone's a little bit later, but that's fine because one what year one we had so many frozen mm-hmm. because they were one of them had quads in the middle of like <clears throat> a snowstorm. Yeah. And it was too late. Poor thing, she was so depressed. But yeah, I'm, I'd rather breed them a little bit later and have spring mid-spring babies rather than risk getting anybody born when it's freezing cold outside oh yeah I'm and just, it's been so cold this winter i know and then it's been crazy this spring like we had the freeze that we talked about on the last podcast and then it got up to almost 90 and then it cooled down it's been you know 50s all week long and, yeah. and, and rain it's, and it's we're like, getting back up to the 80s from here on out so i think we're i it, but i think we're now finally like in early summer i don't think we're going to get another cold snap hopefully no. it doesn't get to you know 100 degrees i but. hope not i've turned off the turned on and off the now this house <laughs> is just off again the last time i turned it off again then we started having freezing cold nights and i was like okay i really have to turn the heat back on because it was so cold in the on the, and we're on the first yeah floor. 
The kids are on the second floor where there's a, a heat pump that is on. But I was like, oh, it's oh, – yeah, crazy. So, yeah. So right now nothing's on again because the temperature can't make up its mind. Right. So. Well, I think we'll be able to turn the air on again next week because I think it's going to be around 80. So Probably leave it there because yes. it will be so humid after it gets – it's going to turn. So after all this rain and if it hits 80, 90 – the first couple of days, it's going to be like walking around and breathing in liquid air. But it's been good, though, because um, we've already been able to have one cutting of our pasture oh, yeah. for hay. <clears throat> and last summer, they only got one cutting all summer long. Normally, they would get two, and sometimes they get three. Well, they got two, but they got one full one, and then they got one that was like there were maybe three roly-polies. Right, like it was so I don't even lame. think they really even counted that yeah. one. Um so I think we're already in better shape than we were last year in terms of making sure that there's going to be enough fodder for cows. Now, whether there's going to, there's going to be enough cows for fodder right. is another question, given the uh, meat calls that we've seen. And the New York Times actually had an article, an op-ed piece today, talking about how uh, yeah, this is the end of meat. Oh, I hope not. I need to talk to our neighbor and see how much a, when, what it takes for him on the hoof. I don't think that this is the end of meat. I think this is, you know, that, that that's been the goal of the uh, angry vegans, you know, from time immemorial. And, it, you know, it's true that we have seen disruptions to our supply. And this, I think, would be a great time to talk about ways to support small processors and, and you know, more local production. Um, that's a genuine conversation to have. But people have no, I think, the vast majority of people have no real interest in giving up meat and pork Not and poultry. To. Right. Well, meat and is pork. Well, okay, beef and pork okay, and poultry. I was going to say all of that meat. is meat. I don't, I don't think people want to give up meat. No, I don't think so either. And I don't think that's going to ever come to pass. People have some, Somehow we've come around again where we went trying to like Mediterranean. Everybody's going to like going all, you know, vegetables and look at all the salads we can pile all the crap on too. But now we've come full circle around to the like look at how crazy huge this sandwich can be and this cheeseburger can be and look <laughs> yeah, at these well. yummy look how can we can smoke these yummy uh plank ribs and i you know i was thinking about that earlier because i was thinking about a cow and i'm like thinking like ooh all the cuts of cow i would like to cook right now so yeah <laughs> yeah love, you know it's funny I i've never steak. seen on like man versus food the uh uh, you know, how much kale can you eat in 45 minutes? They don't do that. They no, don't, they've never done a salad challenge. Burrito, ice cream, pizzas. Right, not steaks. all meat. Not all meat, but not in like a set. No, no, there is no all the salad, you know. Here's 17 pounds of kale salad and you have 25 minutes to finish it. It's not that hard, actually. <laughs> I could need twenty five pounds. I wouldn't of kale want salad. to. They talk about marijuana being the devil's lettuce. I'm telling you, kale <laughs> is the devil's lettuce. That stuff is just no. The only way I like it is it's been cooked to death with <coughs> olive oil and turned into a chip with lots of salt. Yeah. And then even then, it's questionable that it's food. We have no kale growing, but our uh, spinach no, and our not. lettuces are looking amazing. In fact, um, look at just look out the window. You can go ahead and stand up. Look out the window with the lettuces. Right? I told yeah, you. You got to totally cut those back. Yeah, okay. Now you can sit in front of the microphone okay, again. Sorry. Um, yeah. Totally but that was a genuine off-the-cuff reaction from yeah, Miss E. Nice. I haven't seen him in a while. See, we yeah. don't save all the good stuff for the uh, Patreon show. <laughs> um, you, however, did not point my box Not choice, yet. That's so. that's going to be done Saturday morning. Okay. The baby box choice will get down because I didn't get them in the ground before it started raining. And 
Yeah. It'll be almost as good to get them in the ground right afterwards. Yeah. Um, they'll, they'll be nice and damp, the yeah. beds, because the raised beds will probably have gotten a good soaking. Yeah. I can even, maybe I'll even try to do some tomorrow morning right before it stops raining. And that way they'll, the carpuses of the seeds maybe get a little wet and, yep. you know, start yeah, to help them open fine. up. Uh, the uh, piggies are doing quite well. Yeah. They're uh, loving life and they're, you know, very friendly now. They come over every morning. They certainly let you know when they're hungry because yeah. you'll hear the. Yeah. So uh, we're going through about two of the big Folgers-sized, big, big, the biggest size like of the, the Folgers the, coffee yeah, can. It's the red big scoop. In our yeah. house, we have that as the big feed scoop, <laughs> and then the Eskimo Joe's uh, plastic cup is the smaller feed scoop. Which is, I think is like a 20-ounce scoop. Eskimo yeah. Joe's is a restaurant in Stillwater, Oklahoma, which is fantastic. Go and have their cheese fries. And... Uh, um, yeah, so they get a, a scoop, a huge heaping scoop of uh, sow chow in the morning, huge heaping scoop of sow chow in the afternoon, and then, whatever and then generally comes. whatever leftovers other than pork and meat. And no, meat. I just don't feed them. I feel you weird about feed them feeding meat. them meat. Like, I'll feed the chickens leftover, that leftover strata we had that had the chopped ham in it before I'd feed ham to a pig. Yeah, no, yeah, we've never really done that. But I, I don't know. I know chickens are omnivores. I know pigs are more omnivores, but we, I, they usually get, like, the pasta, the pizza, um, uh, uh, apple cores, mm-hmm. all the bits leftover, you know, stuff like that that's good for them that they can eat. Yeah, there was kind of a uh, apple that had a little squishy spot the other day that I cut up and... Yep. Went out and fed them through the fence, you know, one little slice at a time. And they and got a crap load of potato chips the other day. There's <laughs> <laughs> just a bunch of stale potato chips. I'm like, those are all going to the piggies. Like, I think I'm salting got, the piggies from the inside. I think we've got some stale corn chips or some corn chips that will soon be stale. I think from, I gave them dinner. everything. Okay. Oh, the corn chips that were from, they were just from last night. I put them in a plastic bag. Oh, okay. So, all right. So they'll keep for a so few days. Keep, like, yeah, I was thinking they'd keep for a couple of days at least. We did have uh, Taco Tuesday. We didn't go out to eat, but we, uh, we, we, when we picked up yes for uh, taco tuesday on a wednesday but nobody had tacos except for you had a taco i had a taco Most yes everyone else had burrito so it was more like a burrito wendito i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so one more thing before we move on from the uh, the rainy week we had talked about on the last podcast that we had put down straw and covered up the tomato plants until they were completely covered to prevent frostbite and those that we actually managed to completely cover did not have any frostbite nope. but some of the uh, plants that were exposed Taller, yeah. the leaves they, they they bit it but the uh, plants themselves are doing fantastic they've come back great they're actually uh, this weekend i have to take the uh, the outside uh, chicken wire down and go ahead and start running the tomato uh, the florida fencing yeah, and we'll talk more about Florida fences on the next podcast, probably. Yeah. But this is a very easy way of keeping your tomatoes upright. You know, there's you, know, you can get tomato cages, you can get all kinds of you know, trellises, but this is really just using string yep. uh, or twine. I use jute because it's biodegradable, and then at the end of the season, I just cut it all down and put the whole thing on the compost pile. All of the carapaces and the string just goes all on the compost pile. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, and we'll, So we'll talk about how to do it uh, next week, but... Uh, the skeletons of the dead tomato <laughs> plants! <laughs> but it is really... Uh, it, it's easy, and it's very, very stable, and it's... Oh, yeah. it's, it's. I mean, we, we've been doing this for probably... Ever since I started... First growing, year, right? Yeah, because I, I did it out in... When we tried to grow in down in the garden until we realized that that place never got enough sunshine yeah. for anything. Yeah. Um, so 
Um, and then we moved everything into the raised beds. And so the corner, the posts, if you've seen pictures on Instagram, I posted a pictures a couple weeks ago of, of after we got the tomatoes in. Um, there's in each one of the beds in each one of the corners is one of those uh, t-post fence posts that we pound into each corner and it serves two purposes we are able to wrap chicken wire around and we hold it in place by weaving a bamboo uh, skewer through it like back and forth like we stitch it um and then um the other thing is is that when the tomatoes get to a certain height then we can use it to do the tomato fencing and so we have string on either side of the fence poles that go and encompass the tomatoes and it holds them up as they get taller you just keep building more and more and more on it but just google florida fence it's really easy and all you need is two sticks and some string yeah but you can also use it for peas um, and you can try to use it for cucumbers if, as long as your spans aren't very big because okay. cucumbers can get pretty heavy or smaller cucumbers like the little gherkins and stuff. Mm-hmm. Anything that can travel or goes up, um, you can do it trellis. You'll, you, some places you might have to train it yourself, but you can use the same system for growing those sorts of things too. Okay. We've never actually used it for cucumbers. but uh... I haven't used it for cucumbers, but I did try to use it for soybeans and peas. The problem was is every, every time, and I set the strings up ahead of time for a little bit, so I would start to weave them as they got taller. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is as the plants got to be a certain height, the bunnies would kill them and right. eat all the plants. So we actually never grew pea plants because we never put up bunny-proof fences around yeah. because we that that lower garden went through very many incarnations of what I was trying to figure out the best way to garden down there. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that the best way to garden down there wasn't to do anything really because it was too much in shade in one area and it was too much in shade for most of the day because it's completely surrounded by very, very, very tall trees. Yeah. So it's only like one small patch in the very center, which is where our pepper plants are going to go. Right. That we can use for garden. But in comparison to how big the space is, it's just like one of those... Uh, moments right like yeah it took me a while to figure that out anyway, yeah sorry that was no, it's okay rant. so along with the uh tomatoes doing very well the straw is also doing very well it has started growing uh we've got new grass seed growing in virtually every one of the tomato beds so we have to clean that out this yeah because it was chopped straw so all the dried seed heads that were mis- mixed in with the chopped straw are actually so we know that hay and tomatoes both really like the beds because they're both doing great oh yeah so we just have to do some weeding of all the beds now all that all that grass we probably throw that out to the goats <laughs> yeah i mean they're not a ton it's just little no, tiny bits no. but uh i'm actually thinking about the putting the uh, some straw down where we in that lower garden that you just talked about that didn't get a lot of sun we've also now used it for probably four years of the chicken run area yeah, yeah. and so it's uh it, it, it there's stuff that's growing but it's not growing grass anymore it's you know the strange motley stuff. collection of weeds so i'm actually thinking about putting straw down on there and seeing if we can get some some grass starting. yeah and it'll keep every actually it'll keep everything from getting in there because the chickens are all free ranging right now nobody's mm-hmm. getting in there and if worse comes to worse we can put a couple of sticks through the tunnel to keep them from getting there right but i think if we did the straw and then probably through no, i'm not in, talking about the chicken coop area i'm talking about literally the actual garden that we used to oh that have, area that i thought area. you were talking about the run no oh if we do that though throw down some of that straw but also throw down some of that butterfly garden mix okay and then we'll get some random flowers mixed in with the weeds and the and the grasses yeah i think i might try to rototill this weekend i think i'm gonna put that on the uh, it might be to-do too wet list. to do maybe not by monday 
Okay, because it's like you don't Certainly want it to be Saturday. Well, you want the ground to be wet, but you don't want it to be like this. Right. It, it won't. No, be I think to... I think Monday it'll be okay. okay. Um. So anyway, so that's where we are with the garden, and uh, you know I feel pretty good about where we are. We also need to actually put the pepper plants out this weekend. That's another thing on the. But it's been cold. Peppers don't list. like the right. cold. Now so, it'll be. Now it's yeah. time, and they're all doing fine in yeah. the house. They still, you know, I think they look they're puny, a little but leggy. they actually. They're a little what? They're a little leggy because they're like they're they're overgrowing their tiny little pots. Yeah. So, we but won't. they'll be fine once we move them out. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully they'll grow a backbone. But we have pine, we have those bamboo things we can and and all the uh, I have a whole bunch of oh what do I use? It's like double sided um, Velcro plant strip stuff, and you can use it to hold your plants onto oh, sticks, yeah. and it doesn't hurt the plant itself. Yeah. So. Anyway, yeah, we can use that. Yes, we can. So we've got uh, several things on our to-do list this weekend. Yeah, uh, We'll talk a little bit more about that before we get out of here. But uh, I did get to go out to eat to a restaurant today. Yeah, you did. I was excited for you because you were. Uh, it's your friend's place, too. So you also want to su- be supportive. Yes, they were. So restaurants in Virginia were allowed as of uh, last Friday to open up their outdoor seating area at 50% capacity. So if you don't have an outdoor seating area, you're hosed. There have been a couple of restaurants in Farmville that have moved picnic tables into their parking lots and they've set up outside areas. So, you know, people are trying to use their creativity. Um, But uh, Charlie's uh, Waterfront Cafe does have a nice big deck. And then they also have the Virginia Tasting Cellar below the nice big deck, which is also an outdoor area, or at least a big portion of it is. It overlooks the Appomattox, and those are the banks where Casper and Shark Shark Boy Boy. used to work. Yes. And the people would love to see them nibbling on the grasses on the banks of the Appomattox. And by the time we get some goats out there again this summer, they will desperately be needed because, uh, yeah, the green stuff's already growing again. I looked today, um, but I didn't want to go last Friday because I figured it was going to be full and they were at capacity and, you know, a lot of the regulars came out. I was talking to one of the waiters and, you know, he said it was, he just had a big smile on his face when he was talking about how nice it was to see all of the people that, you know, they haven't seen for a couple of months yeah. or, you know, because if you've been inside not running orders out, yeah, you know, a lot of the regulars have tried to do what they can to order food. We've ordered food from Charlie's a couple of times. Yeah. Um, but, but they it closed was, for a while and they weren't doing anything right, for a bit. Right. So so now they're open again. And uh, I decided today was I just had a little bit of free time. And I was like, you know, I'm down in town. I'm going to go grab lunch real quick. And I had to drop off a book about uh, smoking and curing and making sausage uh, to a buddy of mine. So I was like, all right, well, I'll meet you there. And uh, went and there was one other couple who were outside eating when I got there. And then they left about five minutes after I sat down, it was cloudy, but it had stopped raining. It's a little chilly. Uh, but I ordered a burger and I got to sit by the river and eat my food and have it brought to my table on a plate. And no, I, I can it was see nice. I, I, I can see where that's going to be nice, but you know, every single time I've ever gone out to dinner, do you know where I ask never to be seated outside? Yeah. I, hate eating out of doors i don't like the bugs it's usually hot it's humid it's reason why i go out to a restaurant is because i like the comfort of sitting in a restaurant so i don't think i'm ever going to go out to eat ever (laughs) ever again we might go to charlie's wine tasting cellar because uh it's you know wine 
Right. And it's not a restaurant and we can get like a, a yummy and you should go because they have like really yummy little picnic baskets with like, um, we'll have a hummus and you can get a baguette and I'll have like peppers salamis and, and salamis yeah. and cheeses and, and vegetables and it's just super yum. And they're so awesome about trying to figure out what kind of wine you like. Yeah, no, the Virginia Tasting Cellar is great. And actually, uh, you know, uh, we might talk about this on uh, maybe the next episode, but I keep hearing all this talk about this is going to be a staycation summer. And mm. if you are in Virginia, Farmville is a great weekend destination. I mean, it really is. You know, even a day trip, if you're in three hours from D.C., maybe three and a half hours from D.C. Yeah, but everything is inside. Like An hour from Richmond. No, there's not. Hybrids Trail is good. Oh, oh, oh can, okay. Yeah, there's You that. can rent kayaks and go down the Appomattox River. Um, you know, there and and then there's uh, there is stuff that's inside, but like Greenfront Furniture has like 14 buildings, all pretty spread out. Yeah, you they're know. big, giant buildings with huge, you know, tall ceilings. I, but then again, I, I don't know. I'm 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 never. And then going the Virginia anywhere. Tasting Cellar. You know, you go down and you spend the afternoon at the, that's, outside that's, drinking wine. Yeah, and their whole thing has been like, I mean, they have. Tables inside where they have the little um, tasting areas, but they also have a whole patio that's underneath mm-hmm. the Charlie's patio that's right on the banks of the river. And they have a really cute—I um, probably never touch it because it's because of the nature of the beast. But it's cute little like queen bed swing platform thing, thing platform. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, oh, that's adorable. Never touching that. <laughs> but um, I will sit in the chairs and I will sit at a table that can be washed and, and, and go out. But yeah, the whole... I haven't been dealing with cancer for four years to just go ahead and get felled by some stupid cold. No. I mean, and I, and I don't mean it like that. I'm not trying to downplay the, the cold. It's just like... It's it's a cold virus. You're committed. You know, I'm pretty committed to, to, try <laughs> to getting cancer. through this effing cancer, and I don't want COVID just jacking hey, me just around. Remember, by the way, this is the early show, and okay? I'm not cursing. Uh, you kind of are. No, I'm enough that parents might have to say, "Just telling you." I mean, kids do listen to us. Uh, you would be surprised. I would think that would be really bad. Children taste. of all ages. Okay, well, eight to eighty. Just, I don't know. I'm just warning you. That's all I'm saying. I'm just going to do okay. a bullet on that one. <laughs> right. What's our next topic? It has been uh, uh, almost, I mean, by the time this comes out, it probably will be like the four-year anniversary of Memorial Day 2016, which was when you went to the doctor's. Yeah, that weekend. It was that Friday, I think it was. Yeah, I talked, called the doctor's office because I had really, really, I was having these weird chest pains with women of a certain age, which I am. Um, you heart attacks present itself weird, and I called and they said you should probably just go to the emergency room, and I did, and they did a EKG, and my heart, thank goodness gracious, even though it's been accosted by like five different levels of different kinds of chemotherapy at this point, my heart is still like taking it like a champ and there was nothing wrong with my heart but when they did a chest x-ray they saw this thing in my lungs and that's when we found arnold but they didn't know it was arnold at the time right it was a few more months before we figured out what arnold was yeah and it was like being treated for pneumonia then and getting this and then getting be treated for another type of pneumonia and getting that and the blah 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 and then long story short it was like if it has to come out take it out and then last night in the hospital we found out it was a, a tumor right and it was a you know it was cancer and it was stage two because of the size it was and then i was fine for nine months and then poof the little we now i have like 14 arnold's hey arnold <laughs> hey arnold 
themselves. But they're little ones. Little. And hopefully they they're hopefully they're shrink well. Hopefully, hopefully they're shrinking. Well hopefully they're not growing. Like yeah. I, I don't I'm not even actually at this point hoping for shrinkage. Okay, well hopefully they're I'm hoping they're not for lack of bigger. growth. How about that? Yeah, yes. That's that's the actually what the plan is right now, which is to just keep them from growing any larger. So we'll get a scan next week. We'll see if uh, that's hopefully that's the, case. the insurance is being bleeps again. Oh yeah. Uh, well, we'll talk about that next week, too. Uh, you had asked what the next topic was. The next topic and the final topic, I think. Of, we actually uh, took notes to discuss things in a specific order so we wouldn't totally get We did tangential. get a little sidetracked. We, we but occasionally that's okay. get tangential. The cancer just sometimes gives us sidetracks. Chemo uh, brain makes me totally sidetracked. <laughs> uh, buffets. We were talking about restaurants, and then you know I was talking about yeah. what it was like to go out to eat. Because I've seen commercials for places like uh, one of our favorite buffets when we were in Oklahoma City, we do the buffet and we go to the bookstore. Golden Corral. Golden Corral. Because ding, ding, ding. Ring the thing the bell. Is, is you could feed a 12-year-old and a six-month-old at the same time to the speed. Now, because, the 12-year-old would complain about it, uh, especially if she were a little picky but uh, and thought it was kind of, you know... Beneath the social station. Well, at that point, she was she was a fourteen year old with a serious <laughs> oh, attitude right. who really hated eating there. But whatever. Listen, I remember. No, I, the nine year old loved it. I know. Well, listen. Okay, I can't bust her chops too bad because when I was the same age, when I was about fourteen, my mom would take me to Crossroads Mall in Oklahoma City, and every time I had to go with her, like I always wanted to go by myself, right, or just dropping off with you know yeah. Doug and I want to go. Um, but every time I would go with her, we would have to eat at Piccadilly Cafeteria. Oh dear, I don't know. I we, I don't know what this is it, like. It, do you remember? Did you ever go to eat at like a cafeteria? It's where you get a tray and you walk along and you get the dishes yeah. that you want. And you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, all the time. But did you ever go to eat at a cafeteria or like a school cafeteria? No, I've uh, Woolworths was like that, and okay. um, there were. Did, I, yeah, I've been to places like that. Okay. Oh, yeah. You walk along and you just pick the things that you want and you have to pay per dish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally okay. done that. Well, to me, Piccadilly was, was like my golden corral. It was oh. the, oh, man, I don't ever want any of my friends to see me here. This is, you know, oh. Uh. Yeah. But then I got to go to Walden Books and B. Dalton Oh. We only so, took ours to Barnes & Noble. Well, that's because Walden Barnes Books and, and B. Dalton were were. I think closed. Well, by these then, were you know. these were across the street from one another. Yeah. So the nice thing was is that we could take the toddler, right? Um, and then you know he was, you know, now we have the sixteen-year-old and the and the eleven-year-old, and that's all that. But we could take the toddler and the older kids, and we could immediately start stuffing food in his face, and everybody could figure out what they liked. And it was a, it was you know it was probably the, the easiest laziest way to feed people of that span of age, <laughs> right? Uh, to be honest, yes. other than just always eating at home. But we you know we like a good buffet. We like our uh, in Oklahoma City golden rice was oh, the other like the Chinese buffet of choice. When I was pregnant with kid three, they had um, all you could eat uh, steamed shrimp pile, and I would and, and, and okay probably. Maybe the mercury level is contributing to his super genius. Who knows? I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Whatever. Shut up. I don't want any judgment. But we didn't eat there all the time. But when I got there, I got no. Because it was kind of far away from the house. A but. giant pile, and I would just I would get a couple pieces of lemon and a giant pile of shrimp, and I would eat them slowly. And then at the end, I would wash my hands with the lemon peel so I wouldn't stink of shrimp. And then maybe get like I don't know. An egg roll, and I was done. Like, because yeah. I was, I had a nine pound sometimes baby boy. Yeah, I guess maybe at some point I can't remember if this was before uh, he was born or not, but 
At some point, you you enjoyed your Mongolian barbecue. Well, that I would also get like after he was born because it was easy because it was like when he was in the we could carry him. Yeah, and the Mongolian barbecue was great because you'd pick out your you get your bowl you pick out your pro- none of this is going to exist. Right, I, right no. all of this is going. And if you existed and this is your line of business, I'm really, 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 really sorry. Really for you. sorry. We're going to miss you a lot because we loved the Mongolian barbecue. And figure out a way to transition to, to keep going because, like, yeah, I mean, like, seriously, like. I suppose if they do the picking, like, here, you have four co- Now it gets confusing. Right. There's four columns. You pick a protein, pick two vegetables and your type of noodle and then we'll bring you the sauces like a la the barbecue sauces kind of thing they that maybe they can do it that way i don't know but i I mean if you're golden corral or if you're a you know taste of china super buffet oh what else can they do places like the texas de brazil oh they're walking around with people giving you meat meat? Mm. i don't know probably i guess i mean if they're not touching it and they never touch it. Right. It's coming off the grills. Mm-hmm. And if everyone's in there is seating, but the no more barbecue, the no more, I mean, the buffet with the salad and the bread right. and the yum. I know. Yeah. So, so many places are going to be having to change a lot. Yeah. But it's okay because I don't, we're not going to miss it because we haven't been able to eat places like that for like seven or eight years. So it's like, okay, well, sorry for you guys, but you know. Well, we no, we've gotten to Golden Crow a few times in Lynchburg. It's. I can't remember. I, I, it's been. It's been a, a while since we've while. been to Lynchburg, yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> but we would. Yeah, that was usually. That was like. We've we, got to eat at least three. We've actually because the 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 twins like it because they can get what they like right and then we we have we did found we did find the bookstore in the area so we were able yeah to there's recreate, a Barnes and Noble we were right. able to recreate our <laughs> Wednesday nights of old in Oklahoma. There City. is one Chinese buffet in Farmville. And I like a good Chinese buffet. This is not good. It's not though. a good Chinese yeah. buffet. It's sad. I mean, I've gone, I've eaten there three times, and the three second strikes, and third right? time, it was in an effort to convince myself that it wasn't as bad. Not it's not. It's just not good. It's not oh. bad. It's just not good. You know, it's just. Well, it's bad if it's no, not good. No, it's not. It's just. Oh, as far as buffet. And yeah, it's, it's just like not it's, very. It's small okay. and the food is just kind of bland and tasteless. Like it's not like where you'd go and you'd be like, oh my God, this is horrible. I'll never come back here again. It's just. No, Golden Rice had a great buffet. Yeah, it's just. Meh. Yeah, I miss a good Chinese buffet. Actually, there's. Uh, panda. Panda. What was that? The 39th Street? The one giant panda? Was that the name of it? It was a panda. That was another one. It was one of those. Pl- the, that was one remember. of those. It, that was where we would go after uh, Kid Three was bigger, and we got a little bit more piggy about where, or we got we ended up going closer because it was right up 39th Street, so it wasn't that far from where we lived. But there was one night we went to eat there, and I thought, "Oh dear blob!" There were these two. There was a couple that seriously between the two of them probably had to be at least 700 pounds sitting catty corner to each other at a table that was completely and utterly it was it was meant for four people uh-huh. it was completely and utterly coated with plates of food piled wow and it was like that it was like the scene from spirited away where the parents sit down to eat and they're just like totally and completely porking out like giant <laughs> pigs. I just walked past them and I thought, I think that night I actually ate a little bit less than I thought I thought I should. Cause I, those people were inspiring me to like, 
Oh yeah, this is a buffet. You oh, you've gone too far. You've gone way too far. <laughs> and I walk back to the I'm like, sucking it in a little bit. I think I, I think I had like a piece of orange for dessert that right. night. Said well, yeah, because let's face it, desserts at the Chinese restaurants suck anyway. Fairfax, do you remember that one? Todai. Oh yeah, Todai sushi oh, buffet. Oh, the sushi buffet with yeah. the little dessert buffet. Wah, yeah, wah, they're gone I know. too. I know that's sad. Oh, they were so fun. I know and yummy. My favorite, uh, actually, the only, the only good, actual cheap sushi. The, it was good cheap sushi. Uh, for all things, you know, for all things considered, because Todai was interesting because you could buy two different kinds of dinner. You could just get the sushi, or you could get sushi and the hot stuff which of course was more money and that was a little pricey but uh yes 40 something bucks a person yeah it was a little pricey if you just got the sushi you were it was pretty reasonable um but uh the only actual people i remember from any of the buffets was one night we were eating at taste of china super buffet in oklahoma city and do you remember this night when the hockey team showed up the macon Whoopie! I do remember when they showed up. This was uh, this was the Central Hockey League. So there was the Oklahoma City Blazers, and we used to love going to Blazers games because tickets were eight dollars. Yeah, and you just go and you, it was like fights so on way ice. Way before was, they got highfalutin, but right. yes, it was. To- well, I told you a hockey game. I went. You know, it, the the standard joke when I was growing up in New Jersey was I went to a a a, ho- a, a, a boxing game and a hockey or I went yeah. to a boxing match and a hockey game right. broke out. You know, uh, and and Missy's favorite player was a guy named Peter Arvanitas. I know it wasn't even Greek. He wasn't even like my favorite because he he was like a funny looking little. He almost looked a little bit like the lead singer of. No, no, he looked like Getty Lee, a little bit like Getty Lee with a worse mullet. (laughs) And he was small and scrappy. He He was was scrappy. Oh, he was always picking fights. But uh, so yeah, so the Macon Whoopie were in town to play the Oklahoma City Blazers, and uh, they happened to stop off at Taste of China Super Buffet to have dinner, I guess, before the game, or maybe this was you know on their way out of town. I don't know, but I don't uh, think it was before the game. I don't know. I was gonna say so maybe it was on their way out of town. Yeah, they all walked in, you know, like forty players, and and we knew that they were the Macon Whoopie because I think at least some of them had their Macon Whoopie jerseys on. Yes, Uh, and they all like. 40-something men of a same age sort of stature, you're like, that's a sports team of some sort. And then we started looking, and then we're like, that's that hockey team. And Missy's eyes lit up, just like they used to do when she would go shopping at Walmart at the same time the firefighters were uh, shopping. (sighs) Bless my stars. It was the only time I was so happy to burn my bacon (laughs) uh, was that Sunday morning when the smoke... I didn't intercept the alarm. We had a whole house. We had a smoke detector. Oh, that's funny. You know, we just did the real food, real people with uh, a pat, right? Yeah. And uh, we talked about that. And we you... talked about kitchen disasters, but that was probably your biggest kitchen disaster. You set off the smoke alarm and yeah, but the it fire department came out. It was out. because the, t- the kitchen was super tiny. I'm not saying it was your fault. It wasn't hard to set off the smoke detector, but I didn't get to the pad to disarm the smoke system before it alerted the fire department and they all show up and thank goodness i had my good bathrobe on because it was a sunday morning i was making breakfast and oh darling i would be like oh oh you guys should be on a calendar you know they were smoking hot i was like you guys are fire firefighters i'm so sorry i burned my bacon oh i'm whew. 
Yeah, I'm, ooh, sorry, yeah, my right, I think we're gonna, we're okay, hey, okay, welcome yeah. back, snap to reality, hello. So, yeah, so, Lost yeah. Lost in a moment. Burnt my bacon and uh, got saved by a bunch of handsome firemen in Oklahoma City, so... Yeah, but they also would go grocery shopping early morning on a, on uh, on, and when I would go Sunday morning, real crack of dawn kind of stuff before the the toddler got up or what have you, and I'd be like, "Oh, this is the time to go grocery shopping." The hot firemen are here. <laughs> so there you go. There's your uh, helpful hint of the week. If you want to see hot firemen in the wild. Go grocery shopping uh, early in the morning. Exactly. There you go. All right. Well, um, don't forget, you can, if, if this has just not been enough for you, if this has just whetted your appetite, <laughs> but you're like, Cam and Missy, don't don't leave us yet. We we do have another option for you. We have our uh, Patreon page, patreon.com slash Cam Edwards. Uh, for you know the low, low price of 5 or $10 a month, you can become a friend of the farm or a BFF, a best farm friend, uh, <laughs> and you get... The exclusive After Hours podcast, available only for our Patreon subscribers. Uh, And we're trying to do more cool stuff for our Patreon subscribers as well. We really do appreciate those who are, you know, helping us out. All of the uh, money goes to pay Missy's legal, or not legal bill. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not a problem, by the way. Uh, I don't know what that Freudian slip came from. I don't know where that came from. At all. Medical bills. Medical bills. (laughs) Yes. Cancer, not criminal charges. That's what we're dealing with right now. Louise, dude. You can also find Miss E. I have a... I have already have a, a, a reputation now. I know, like, oh, I know. He was, Sorry, I think he was real. I think Missy's really in trouble. I don't know. I don't think so. He might have been making a mistake. No, she. He he was probably was a he was totally a Freudian slip. All right. Well, you can ask Missy all about it uh, if you follow her on Instagram at Corny Goat Farm. <laughs> Good luck getting uh, an answer on that one. You can it's all lies. follow lies, me. Lies, lies. On uh, Twitter, at Cam Edwards, but I won't say anything about this because it would just get me in trouble. Totally. And uh, you can find us on Facebook as well, at Corny Goat Farm. Uh, we are updating as often as we can. Email address is 40acrefool at gmail.com. Snail mail address is P.O. Box 817, Farmville, Virginia, 23901. Don't forget the post office. Dash 0817. Yeah, if you want that part. Uh, and uh, if you want to use passenger pigeons, I guess just send them to the post office box. Hopefully they'll uh, they'll make them there. I think that's, uh, I think that's all, the, uh, all the info that folks need, right? I think passenger pigeons are actually extinct in the United States now. I think you're right. Which is a shame. That is. Just like buffets. Buffets are extinct. Passenger pigeon buffets will never, ever be a thing. Long live shared communal food. All right. Well, listen, until we talk again. Oh, those Amish places are going to be able to go under. And those shared Virginia. Oh, some of those southern places with the communal tables. Let's not go out on a sad note, babe. Oh, I'm trying not to. But now my brain's all like, all those foodie places are going to. Listen, here's. Okay. Well, then here's our our shared homework assignment for the week. (sighs) Let's all meet back here next week with ideas on how to save the buffet. Well, maybe All not right. the buffet, but at least at least the no. I'm talking about save the restaurants. There's a there's a place in there's a there's a historical place in Georgia that is like one of those places that like serves dinner to 30 people, and it's you sit down, and you eat all the same stuff, right? Because it's family style. That's going to go the way the carrier pigeon, but I don't know how we're going to be able to manage to work around that kind of thing. We'll That's think about thing. it. We'll think about it for a week. We'll come back. Hopefully, we'll have some answers. You brainstorm some answers as well, and uh, let us know via email or. Uh, Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Twitter, whatever. But in but the in, meantime, in the meantime, live a little, learn a lot. You for, you did it again. 
Be safe. Have fun. Live a little. Learn a lot. And make stuff. And we'll see you soon with more 40 Acres and a Fool here on Blaze Podcast Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. 